Welcome to PCOS and You, a podcast where we talk about everything related to polycystic ovary syndrome or PCOS. I'm your host Nidhi Singh, founder of PCOS Club India and PCOS Coach. And today's conversation is about Ayurveda and herbs and we know that uh, Ayurveda has been so useful because of the adaptogens and the herbs that help with PCOS management. And we have this beautiful guest with us who has helped thousands of women reverse their PCOS symptoms. I have Vridhima Arora here with me, uh, who is the founder of Namya Foods. She is an internationally certified yoga trainer, nutrition coach, and we have seen her recently on Shark Tank season one as well. Welcome, Vridhima, and thank you for making time today to join us for this conversation. Thank you so much for inviting me, Nithi. That was a lovely introduction. And uh, yes, I think, um, you know, where we are, what we're doing, I think we're just thankful that we are able to do that. Absolutely. And and I've seen a lot of your videos, uh, you know, I've, I've seen you on uh, various channels, on TEDx and and various, uh, you know, interviews that you've given on YouTube. And I think your journey is so, so inspiring. Uh, the way you've been touching lives, not only women, but you know, various families who are dealing with chronic condition. So I would love to know more. And let's start with your own personal journey, Radhima. Uh, uh, How and what led you uh, to be interested in Ayurveda after doing a BTEC uh, and eventually building a global brand around it? So it's been a slightly interesting story. Um, you know, I actually was almost like double the size that I am today. right? So I was almost like 86, 87 kgs back in school. And I think uh, somewhere down the line when I, when I went for my college, I kind of figured out that this is not the weight that I can carry all my life. So probably I need to share it off. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's, that was probably the journey where in two years, I sort of lost about 30, 35 kgs. And uh, I think that's where I started understanding what is health, what is health foods, what is nutrition. And um, although I never had any plans to kind of take it mainstream and you know probably start a business, but um, I remember even in office when I was working as a as a brand manager, I would you know I had started giving you know diet plans and um, there was a time when I was doing nutrition coaching programs primarily because my interest in it kind of mm. went very deep. In fact, I went in, went on to do a few certifications, international ones as well. And mm. that was purely out of passion, you know, like there was no plan to sort of, uh, you know, start a business there. Mm. But, um, you know, back in 2018, actually my father was suffering from liver cirrhosis and um, I think that time his condition sort of became slightly more serious. And I think that's when we started, uh, you know, as a family, we sort of, you know, started attending to him in terms of, you know, what are the other avenues by which we can probably, you know, help him out with, with this problem. And while, while I, you know, of course, I was in the hospital, I kind of figured out that there's not a lot of talk about, uh, you know, food. Uh, mm. you know, which is the primary healer when it comes to, uh, you know, the body, right? Mm. So dietitians had very little idea about, uh, you know, how food can heal you, you know, with, with, a, with a purely lifestyle issue or a purely a mm. lifestyle disease called liver cirrhosis, right? Mm. Liver cirrhosis is, you know, even if you have non-alcoholic liver cirrhosis, mm. that is also primarily because of lifestyle issues, right? Sure. 
sure. So, yeah. um, so I think that's where my brain started thinking that you know, and if you if you look at the FMC space back in 2018, 2019, you'll figure it out that you know most brands were basically doing you know roasted chana, roasted makhana in the name of health foods. Mm-hmm. Right? So the my main worry slash question was that if I have to heal myself every day, and if mm-hmm. I've understood that allopathy has its own uh, side effects to it. Then what is it mm. that I can do? What is that daily solution that I can, you know, do for these things? And mm. um, so I went back to my family business. I figured out that my, our grandfather actually uh, used to do Ayurvedic herbs. You know, we had a business that was running on a very small scale. You know, since 1937, we knew farmers from you know small villages who were still doing, you know, those small portions of uh, Ayurvedic herbs, which were primarily pure like not being done for the commercial use right so i kind of reconnected with all those farmers all those sources mm-hmm. where the raw materials were coming from and uh, you know as somebody who had seen a you know a corporate life i understood that people will not have a lot of time to kind of you know delve deeper into all these herbs right so we started creating these formulations that you can use for each of your issues you know primarily bp mm-hmm. cholesterol thyroid diabetes and stuff like that and mm-hmm. you know that's how we eventually sort of ideated this into a brand that's amazing rithima and i must congratulate you uh, because i feel that even though you have so much of information it takes a lot to put it together validate it and create a ba- brand out of it so kudos to you you touched upon aspect and which i feel is uh you know something that keeps missing out when you're dealing with chronic condition you talked about food as medicine and you talked about the certain gaps when you talk about the chronic condition management when we think from a allopathy standpoint or from a traditional healthcare standpoint um now when you talk about food as medicine and lot of health practitioner themselves are not very educated about them or they don't know much about it how do you sort of bridge this gap in terms of you know whether it's um you know fighting some of the misconceptions or notions so just to give you an example uh, when we talk about herbs there are a lot of people who say no this cannot help you this is not a solution for your pcos or this is something that will not sort of make an impact this will not cure it or reverse it so how did you come across sort of making sure that uh you know you are giving the right messaging around it and validating your product what were the challenges that you faced and sort of ultimately you said no this is the product and this really works you know honestly for me um i think i would have had the same perception as most people have that how do ayurvedic herbs or for that matter how does ayurveda really work for us right i mean it's something that is a is a subject of the past and people in the ancient times would do that right so i was actually of the same opinion right but um back in uh, you know 2011 2012 when i was overweight and i was trying to lose weight i actually got detected with pcos pcod right mm-hmm. and that was primarily the reason why i was so overweight um now when i went on you know today we have a lot of discussion and talks about pcos pcod right there's so much more awareness but back in 2011 2012 right when i was probably like passing out my school or i was in college that time you know people would not talk about it in fact there was a whole lot of taboo around it right yeah. so i remember um, you know a 
you know so that time uh, actually in my family somebody gave me ashoka chal and lodhra to use every day right so hmm. they would give me ashoka chal ka pani every day hmm. right and that's where the pcos levels started getting normalized right i started losing weight and of course i did other things like you know changing lifestyle sleeping on time you know uh reducing the amount of food i was eating in my dinner right so i did all of those things but at the same time i also started adding these herbs and uh you know i think i remember in the next 6 months uh you know i i went for an ultrasound and uh, things were pretty normal so i think that's where my first trust in ayurveda sort of began um but yeah i think uh, uh, you know today if you ask me you know there are there are at least if not more than 50000 women who have actually used the product there are so many women who come on an everyday basis you know in terms of you know uh, sending us a message or dropping us a call on customer care or just writing us an email saying that uh, you know their their uh, pms issues have gone the period pain has gone the scanty flow issue has gone right and there are there are now cases where where they they literally thank us for the pregnancy that they uh, that they experienced there is one lady you know actually uh, mm-hmm. she sent her ultrasound report and she said that look at the difference in the fibroids right so wow. i mean these herbs i mean see uh, the discovery that the fibroids also can get reduced with these herbs was something very new to me so it came as a surprise because we didn't know about it right and mm-hmm. the sad part is that if you google up or if you you know go into your ancient scriptures there's not enough data that you can find out right yeah because most of this knowledge got you know communicated or you know carried on uh, from generations to generations and it is such a mm-hmm. sad state that you know once the 90s commercialization industrialization happened uh you know somewhere we just got lost in these mlcs and uh, that whole nurturing ecosystem that we came from you know which as mm-hmm. an indian i'm very proud of you know that kind of you know got dissolved in between uh but yeah. to answer your question if you really want to understand how to live first you know stop um, you know you know considering the food groups into silos you know like people look at food today from a lens of protein carb fat you know and it's it's kind of uh, you know funny and interesting in the both in both the ways because ancient wisdom never taught us this right we were dependent mm-hmm. on the seven ratas right mm-hmm. and how we eat food how we cook the food right like sometime in between i remember you know while i was growing up you know the rice became like the enemy of the house right mm-hmm. but the nutrition that the rice gives you once you mix it with a little bit of ghee and you know your lentils which have been you know staples in india for such a long time i mean the amino acids the protein that you get from it is is you know probably not comparable with with what you get with the non veg that you have today right forget about mm-hmm. the injections and the uh, the other stuff that happens to the non veg uh, non vegetarian yeah. food today yeah so i think uh, to answer your question i think it's a simple rule uh, listen to your nanis and dadis you know mm-hmm. go back to how people used to eat maybe 20 25 years back right uh, probably maybe 30 35 years back and uh, you know just follow that in your life and don't trust google honestly because there's so much you know uh, uh, if i'll google today the benefits of mango 
I will find 10 things. Even if I uh, Google up, you know, uh, bad things about mango, I'm going to exactly see another 10 things, right? So rely yeah. less on Google and more on common sense and uh, ancient wisdom. Absolutely. And I think, uh, Radhima, this is something that what you spoke about that, you know, how food is cooked, how, um, you know, we have sort of made it very, um, you know, in silos, cook, you know, thinking about macros. Uh, I think that's a very beautiful point that you made. Um, and keeping that in mind, uh, I also feel that PCOS is something which is very unique for everybody. Uh, you know, say your PCOS could be different for my PCOS and um, definitely herbs and, um, you know, adaptogens are great way to include in your lifestyle changes. But PCOS is not something that, uh, you know, you can just take something and cure it. There is so many things that you have to keep doing for yourself, whether it's your mental health, whether it's your, you know, changing a few things in your daily life to make yourself feel better or manage your stress better. So I think all those things are also very important. So uh, how do you, uh, you know, manage your stressful life? I'm sure as an entrepreneur and having a, you know, background of, um, you know, being, being so busy creating this brand, how do you, uh, you know, manage your lifestyle? I think first of all, you were absolutely right. I think it's it's not going to happen with one herb. It's not going to happen with one concoction, right? It's a it's a blend of everything that you do in a day, right? So PCOS, for that matter, I think most diseases in our country, you know, so there's a data that I was reading the other day. Almost seventy percent of the diseases that are happening in India are actually lifestyle diseases. Mm-hmm. Right. So I mean, I think from that lens, you know, you need to change your lifestyle. You can't, mm-hmm. you know, find fixes and solutions in herbs and probably teas and maybe capsules. And I think that's the first thing that your doctor is also going to tell you. You know, I think mm-hmm. I was I was chatting up with one of these gynecologists the other day. And uh, very interestingly, you know, she put it out that uh, the primary reason for PCOS and PCOD is actually stress. Losing weight is not the solution, right? Which most people do. And most people will put you on that 28 um, you know, cycle pill, uh, mm. but it's it's a lot more. And uh, you know, talking about me, I think you know, honestly, like you know, when I when I lost my weight, I think I actually changed a lot in my lifestyle. You know, like um, most days when I'm you know when I'm on calls, you know, because now I don't have that much time to work out, right? But I'm usually taking my calls on a walk, right? So I mm. I make sure that I'm mobile, right? I don't eat anything from the packet. Right, anything that says preservatives or anything that says some chemical compound, I just completely take it off. Right, and um, you know, as somebody, who, of course, you know, there are just so many things that you do as an entrepreneur. Um, but I still feel that you know there is some time that you can give it, give to yourself. Right, so for me, I wake up early in the morning. Uh, first one and a half hours is completely to myself. And uh, over the years, you know, I've changed my style of meditation. Like currently, uh, you know, for the last one year, I've been doing Reiki. But before that, I was doing Michelin Buddhism, right? And before that, I was probably doing, uh, you know, a supported music background kind of meditation, right? Mm-hmm. So my meditation styles have changed. My healing styles have changed. By, but I always make sure that I am having that 
you know one and a half two hours to myself and for me probably today it is reiki it could be probably cooking for you it could be probably gardening for x it could be probably dancing for y right but i think mm-hmm. having that time for yourself is important and um i also believe in the in the idea that uh, you know all of us are doing our jobs in this world but nothing is so worth uh, that you know you should attach it enough that you know it becomes stress and ultimately diseases in your life i know it's it's easier said than done but uh, the quicker we understand this philosophy that you know uh, you know which is very popularly known in gita also ki karam karo phal ki chinta mat karo i think i kind of uh, follow that as much as possible and uh, that has helped me actually over a over a period of time yeah yeah no i i think you made some really beautiful points and most of them even i um, you know sort of practice and i call that a check in and check out time which is my own personal time where uh, there's nobody else and you put out you put your thoughts out and um, give that thank you to back to your body because if you don't have this body mind and soul you won't exist today and you won't be able to do whatever you do in your life so i think respecting your body and your mind um and treating it properly is super important and i think uh, when you go through a chronic uh, disease yourself you start to respect this body even more and uh, i think pcs i say is uh, you know whenever who, who somebody comes and say you know i'm so uh, sad and you know diagnosed with pcs i would say it that you know this is a reason to change your uh, self your life around you because you wouldn't have understood otherwise you know people take years and years manifesting a disease and they don't even know but but we women are so sensitive i mean if you lose one period uh, you sort of get a sign that something's wrong and this is a sign that we must all take to you know think about what is really that your body is asking because your period is your health and uh, and i think uh, taking rest doing meditation as what you know radhima also said uh, really really helps and is the biggest factor because stress is the most um, common issue leading to insulin resistance which we all know is the primary one of the leading causes for pcos so thanks radhima for highlighting those um, um i would also want to talk about some of the very um, important herbs uh, our community would like to know that helps with pcos and some of them are there in your pcos tea as well but what are those go to herbs that people can actually identify around themselves living in india um and across the globe as well which are the ones that you swear by i think uh, you know considering that i had used them myself almost like 7 uh, 8 years back i think ashoka shatavari and lothra these three herbs i think you know they they really work well in the body even if you're not taking anything else and if you can manage these three herbs and you know probably mm-hmm. blend them into a mixture of say equal halves or a certain proportion um mm-hmm. and then maybe you know use 2 grams of it 2 grams of the blend every day i think it's it's going to actually you start seeing the results very soon hmm. and how long do you recommend taking these herbs uh, are there any side effects uh, if one takes them for a longer period of time 
so i'll tell you the logic with all the ayurvedic herb, ayurvedic herbs is that um, a there are no side effects right the only thing that you have to be slightly cautious of is that you don't take it for so long that your body gets used to it right like mm-hmm. i remember in ancient times you know we had this uh, logic ki uh, you know you have lehsun uh, or garlic early in the morning empty stomach right and that was like a catalyst for weight loss you know like it's mm-hmm. i don't know if it's a myth or if it's true because i've never tried it but um you know i've heard a lot of people doing it and um, with it uh, you know people would also say that isko 10 se 12 din se zyada mat karna right so don't do it for more than 10 to 12 days right because then the body gets used to it so the logic used to be that body will get used to it right it's it's the mm-hmm. same thing for herbs right if you if you take too many herbs or if you take herbs for a very long time right it is you know the body is going to get immune to it the body is going to get numb to it right so usually we say that for all these herbs you know which are in pcos and pcod tea that we do uh you know you should basically use it for 6 months and then give a gap of 1 and 1/2 months before starting off it's just so that you know your body doesn't get used to it sure um i think another one of the important point that i wanted to address was that uh with pcos um you know we the normal indian household i don't think women's health is considered as much important as other people in the house uh i have you know in in my experience of speaking to so many people uh, that i coach as well uh, when you ask them that when was the last time you got your health checkup done uh i'm told that i don't know i don't remember and it's been years and years they didn't have a health checkup and because of that there's so many diseases that they might be living with um and i feel importance of a regular health checkup and just taking care of yourself is super important while a woman is taking care of so many people in the house i think this is something that should be super important the best part about the body is that it talks to you right hmm. so if you've not understood something it's that you know you are too involved in the outside world and you've just not taken care of yourself and i, I agree that that happens with most women around especially i think um you know women right after pregnancy and women with you know younger kids they just like lose their body lose their health just don't have any focus so i think um first of all that listen to your body right a lot will happen there right so most women of course you know menstrual cycles is is one way of understanding how your health is right uh, small small things you know like um you know once you pass your urine the color of the urine also tells you a lot about your health right um whether you are constipated or not right also tells a lot about the nutrition uh, quotient of your food right so uh, god has given i think the uh, technically if i speak i think there's there's so many signs that you get uh, on a daily basis about about your health right how good is your sleep right these are like small small indications of whether everything is right or not for for a lot of women you know the the nails get brittle over a period of time or the hair start falling right that's also a very common issue but again is a sign of deficiency so smaller things can actually you know tell you a lot about yourself
the the point that you made about how your body talks to itself is amazing. Even uh, if you look at PCOS, it's a complex endocrine uh, condition. Uh, it it affects your right from your brain to your bone, uh, your gut health, your hormones. Everything is affected, and little signs, as what Vedima said, uh, whether it's about your poop health, whether it's about your you know. Um, gut health, whether it's about your mental well-being, it's all connected. And we all know that about 77% of women with PCOS uh, go through anxiety, uh, depression, mood swings. And these are the things that you surely should not ignore. Seek help of your health practitioner. Get all the help that you need from your nutritionists and um, uh, all the information that is available right now, uh, leverage that and start taking care of yourself. Uh, Ridhima, I'm so, so glad to have this conversation with you and I want to congratulate you for the work that you have done to help thousands of women uh, and the work that you've been doing. So uh, congratulations and thank you for being here today and uh, inspiring us with your own journey of dealing with PCOS and creating a wonderful brand around it uh, you know while of course you know you know we were we are doing what we're doing but i think what you are also doing is, is amazing i've seen you grow from a small instagram page to you know creating marketplace to you know spreading the word to so many people uh, i think your reach and whatever you've done in the last three four years has been amazing so i think looking at you and what you've done is also actually very inspiring Thank you so much, Radhima. Thanks a lot. And thank you, everybody, for joining us for this episode. And I'll see you in the next.